everybody. Welcome in. It is Tuesday, November 1st. Happy November. The year is flying by. Um, but following our conversation with Georgia and Liz, we are welcoming on head coach of the Virginia Tech women's basketball team. You know him. We've run plenty of introductions for him. He's back. Coach Brooks, how you doing? Billy, it's fantastic to be back. And uh, I just don't know if I can follow up that uh, that episode you had with the girls. So I'll try to do my best, though. We're excited about it. Yeah, they were fantastic. We'll talk. Uh, we won't do as much Taylor Swift talk this time, um, but we'll talk about your team. And look, I know you always come on here and you want to rave about your basketball team, the girls and and everything around that. But I do think it would be remiss to not point out and congratulate you uh, for being inducted into the JMU Hall of Fame this year. Uh, at JMU, you were you made six NCAA tournament trips five CAA titles. You're the all-time winningest head coach at JMU. Uh, just wanted to ask you a little bit about what that meant to you, what that experience was like, um, and uh, we'll start there. Yeah, it was a tremendous uh, experience. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because I've I've watched colleagues go in. I've been to the ceremony, uh, watched former players go in, and never once did I, I imagine it happening to me. It was just always really good to see people that you really cared about and who really affected your career go in. And uh, when I got the call last uh, last winter, I, it was it was really surreal because I got a call from the AD and it was a missed call. And I had no idea what he wanted when I called him back. You know, we, we you know, chit chatted for a little bit. And then when he said, you know, that I was going to be inducted to the Hall of Fame, it almost went into like Charlie Brown mode, his teacher, you know, well, wah, 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 because it was such a surreal moment. And uh, and, and it, it was one I didn't know how I was going to react or how I was going to feel. But going through the ceremony. Uh, it was tremendous. Just see so many people that, you know, had really uh, affected me in the way that uh, my career went. And I was humbling, but it was uh, and it was overwhelming, but it was exciting at the same time. And it was, it was it's an honor that I cherish and uh, it means a lot to me. So last year was a historic season. Twenty three wins, program record, 13 ACC wins, best all time finish in the conference and third an appearance in the ACC tournament semis and ACC player of the year winner. Um, but from speaking with Liz in Georgia and other people around the program, they all point back to one day, and that is the January 9th loss to UNC by almost 30 points. Uh, and UNC was a great team that year, but it clearly was a pivotal moment in that season. And following that game, y'all went on to win 12 of the next 16 contests. What about that game changed your team? What lessons did you take away from that basketball game? Uh, just kind of dive into that moment of the season from last year. Well, it was a pivotal moment. Uh, we, I think we had come off a couple of wins. I think we had beaten Duke, uh, the previous week. Uh, we were kind of on a high. Uh, then we had some uh, situations where, uh, you know, illness, COVID was still a thing. We had, uh, one of our starters coming back from COVID. Uh, and you know what? We just got shell shocked. And it was one of those games where, uh, it was an anomaly. I knew it wasn't who we were. And I remember after the game, Reporters were saying, are you worried? Are, you know, are, are you, you know, worried? And I said, no, I'm not worried uh, because I knew that wasn't really us. But we didn't use the illnesses or whatnot as an excuse. We just said, OK, we got our butts kicked. We need to lock in. We need to focus. And from that point on, um, you know, we just really we did that. We locked in. We focused. And it, and it was really a good learning game for us. Uh, we knew it wasn't us. You know, we didn't hang our head after the game. We just really locked in. And uh, from that point on, you know, we saw who we could be. And uh, and we we do look back to that game. And, you know, a after the game, I, I didn't even yell at them. I, I just said, you know what? It was one of those days. Uh, I was like, OK, get us out of here. This is it's not us tonight. And then we bounced back very quickly. 
So what are some other what some of the other memories or moments that stand out to you following that year? Um, and I'll follow up that with how has it changed the national perspective of Virginia Tech women's basketball from whether you hear them talking about you in the national media or you're walking into a living room to recruit somebody to come play for you? Well, you know, it, it's been a, been a long time coming. And uh, I remember last year, you know, we were winning. We were playing good games. We beat Duke. Uh, I think we beat Duke by almost 30 points um, here. And they were ranked. Uh, and But I think the probably the stretch that I will remember the most is when uh, we have four straight games uh, in Castle. And we had to play. And it was, it was going to be a pivotal week for us to let us know where we were going to stand in the conference. And we had to play a very feisty Boston College team who really just tries to speed you up, play physical with you. Uh, we beat them by 20. Uh, the next two days later, we had to play Clemson, who plays a very similar style. Uh, they try to be very physical with you, and we beat them by 30-something. And then, you know, to finish off the weekend, we had to play against nationally ranked Georgia Tech. And uh, and we played them, and we jumped on them really quick and really hard. And as the week went on, you know, the crowd started to grow, uh, more and more atmosphere in Castle. And uh, we beat Georgia Tech, which ranked 11th, I think, at the time. And I remember after that game, uh, I, I listened in our locker room. It was eerily quiet. And when I walked in, you know, I was like three steps into the locker room and I knew something was wrong. And they had they had attacked me, bombarded me with uh, water bottles, cold water bottles. And, you know, they showered me with cold water bottles. So it was a really fun week. And then we capped it off, you know, with a rematch against North Carolina, who was top 20 at the time. And uh, and we beat them. Uh, pretty convincingly. And I remember um, after that game, instead of walking in my normal route, I went the back way to the locker room and I doused them with water. And, you know, so <laughs> it was just it, it was just a, a great cap to a, a tremendous week, a very physical week. And I think that really put us on on notice to the nation. And then now you fast forward it a little bit. And because of what we were able to accomplish last year, when I first got here, Billy, it was um we, we were preseason number 13 in the ACC my first year. And then seven years later, we're preseason number 13 in the country. And it just goes to show you there's been a lot of hard work, uh, you know, a lot of development. You know, we really had to f- figure out the culture, what we wanted to present as a Virginia Tech women's basketball team. And uh, I think we've done that. And we've been validated be- across the country with people recognizing what we possibly can be. You know, one of the moments that uh, I always bring up and one of the things that are special about being at one place for a while is being able to see the progress and people and fans get behind you. And I do want to bring up kind of the Castle Coliseum impact that it had. You mentioned that uh, four game, four wins in a row. Last year was the first time that we won back to back games over ranked opponents. We did that at home. Uh, and Last year, we went eight and one in ACC games uh, at Castle Coliseum. Can you just kind of speak to the transformation of the support that you've gotten from the fan base and the environment that we now have at Castle Coliseum? You know, it's been tremendous. I say this a lot when I go on the circuit and speak to Hokie Nation. Uh, you know, the way the community has embraced uh, me and my family uh, has really helped us, you know, project to what we wanted to be earlier or sooner than we anticipated. Um, when you when your family is fine, you know, it allows you to be able to go out and do your job. And, you know, this is the first time when I came to Virginia Tech, it's the first time my family had ever moved. And that's unprecedented for, you know, a college coach, and especially in today's age when they have to move around so much. And I had never moved before. And so when I came here and, you know, the way that Hokie Nation embraced my family, it allowed me to go out and do my job and uh, really dive into it. And, you know, as the years have gone on, you know, uh, the crowds have grown a little bit. I wish they would grow a little bit more. And, you know, you never want to be... 
you want to be you want to be respectful and you want to be appreciative of what you do have. Uh, but it can be so much better. And, you know, I say this a lot. You know, when I can go into Castle Coliseum on a on a Saturday night and and I see eight, nine thousand basketball fans who are also Virginia Tech fans, uh, I wish they would come back on Sunday afternoon to do the same thing because we we're Virginia Tech and we have a really good basketball team. You know, okay, men's and women's, but the support would do so much for our team. You know, we're already a really good basketball team. And the atmosphere in Castle is second to none when you get a lot of people in there. Uh, just the way that the architecture, the way it's built, you don't, you don't only hear, you know, hear the noise, you feel the noise. And it's such a tremendous environment when you get it, when you get it uh, full in there. And uh, just having that fan base there behind our kids with the atmosphere, it can make a really good team a great team. And speaking of kind of that national perception, your first recruit ever, I know you have a ton, a ton of love for Asia Shepard. Um, what has it kind of been like, not only to see her go off, get drafted, first year in the league, win a WNBA championship? Uh, what has that been from a I've known Asia forever perspective? And kind of what does that mean for your program when you're able to point and say, hey, look, like this person bought in, they came to this program, they helped mold this program, and now she is at the top of, of the sport? You know, it's, it's exactly what you what you want, it's exactly what you project. Um, and, and it's exactly it was the vision that I had for her. Come here. I said and, and she took a blind leap of faith because the only thing I was selling her on was a vision. It wasn't on results. And she came here. She believed in me. I believed in her. I said, you meet me halfway. I said, we're going to go through some ups and downs. I said, but before it's done, there are going to be players in here that mirror your uh, your wants, your goals. Uh, and we're going to be able to take this program to another level. And lo and behold, you know, it, it happened just the way we anticipated. She learned a lot from her failures early. Uh, she became a stronger player, stronger person, and it prepared her for what she had to go through this year. I remember, you know, years past, I would always prep her for the difficulties of going to the next level because obviously the competition is going to be better. Uh, you're going to have to start over and trying to uh, to prove yourself. And she got with a tremendous organization where she didn't have to go out there and play on a bad team. She got to learn from some Wally vets. And uh, they did a great job of taking her under a wing. Uh, I didn't see her pouting at all when she didn't play as much. Uh, took advantage of her opportunities, not only to grow on the court, but off the court. And she's a much different person. You know, she's she's growing up. And, and I think what Virginia Tech did for her, it prepared for her for the next chapter in her life. And when she came back, right, I think the first day we started practice, after they won the championship, uh, she and I went out to eat. Uh, and then ironically, we sat down on my couch. Uh, she stayed at my house, sat down on my couch, and we watched the Cowboys play on Monday Night Football. And we just we just chopped it up. We just talked about, you know, her her career, what she's going to be doing now. She's going she's in the Canary Islands in Spain right now, uh, getting her footing down. And uh, she's playing well as, as we speak. Uh, but she's just a great ambassador, not only for our program, but for the university in itself, because, you know, she she's a hokey. She loves being a hokey. She represents being a hokey, and uh, she spreads the word for us in a very positive way. So, moving on to this next year, turning the page to twenty twenty three, I want to talk about some of the additions that you made in the portal. Uh, legitimately, Virginia Tech may have had the best off season in the portal of every team in America. You added Ashley Owusu, who was an All American in twenty 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 one. You added Boston College College star. It is not Taylor Soule. It is Taylor Soul. For those of you trying to get the pronunciation down, 
and uh, Clara Ford from Boston College as well. Can you tell us a little bit about what these three will bring to the team this year? And then also just talk a little bit about how you attack the portal uh, year in and year out. You know, the portal is something that's here to stay. You know, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like when you take toothpaste out of the tube, you can't put it back in. And so as a coach, you better evolve. You better evolve with the times and uh, and try to make the best out of the situation. And unfortunately, uh, it does work both ways. So, so we did lose a couple of players from last year's team. Uh, Zana Baines, who was a starter for us for for most of the year. And uh, but we knew uh, that we needed to replace, you know, those players. We needed to add some depth to our, to our team. And, uh, when the portal comes, when everybody hits the portal, we don't go after everyone just because they're in the portal. Uh, we, we feel like that, you know, chemistry is very, very important and we need to add supplements, people who are going to supplement our team and not just try to take over our team. And so when, uh, Ashley Wusu hit the portal, uh, obviously she was someone that we were very interested in because I had a relationship with Ashley and her family. And, uh, so that was just rekindling that relationship. So it wasn't starting anew. And, uh, and, you know, when you talk to them, you, you listen for keywords. What do they want? You know, and Ashley was a star at, uh, at Maryland. You know, she was an, she was an all American at Maryland. Uh, and so she wasn't coming here and trying to be a star. She knew she was going to have to play with Liz Kitley and Georgia Amor. And we listened to those words and she just wanted to be a part of something special. She wanted something a little bit different. Uh, she wanted to be able to, you know, have a, a coach in, in house that was going to be able to work on her game. And, uh, and, you know, she fell in love with the campus, fell in love with the atmosphere and we were able to get her on board. Uh, Taylor soul, obviously we played against her for three years. Um, we didn't get to play them against them one year because of COVID, but tremendous competitor tremendous uh you know if she if she were if she were a male and able to play football she'd be playing on sundays this is how athletic she is uh her athleticism i can i can i can equate it to like a michael parsons you know she just i mean she'll she'll run you down she'll get out in the lanes and she's just so fast and strong you know she's a she's a freak athlete and you know just her competitive drive we knew that that was going to be a, a plus for us and uh so the funny thing is, is when i recruited i was recruiting both of them simultaneously more ashley because she got into the portal earlier but they both committed to us on the same day and uh within an hour of each other and so that was probably one of the happiest hours of my recruiting life and, you know and uh actually when uh taylor soul committed you know, it, it was great because we were building this program and we want to make Virginia Tech a destination. And uh, so when Taylor Soul hit the uh, portal, she had she had suitors from all over. You know, she had, you know, top the best of the best. She could have gone anywhere. And when she when we did the Zoom, we set the Zoom up and Billy, we were five minutes into the Zoom. And I had everything ready to show her how pretty Virginia Tech is, facilities, whatnot. And five minutes in, she says, Coach, you can show me the rest of the stuff, but I'm coming. <laughs> I mean, that was like the easiest Zoom I've ever had. And she said, I love the atmosphere there. I love what you guys do. Uh, Clara Ford, who was her best friend at Boston College, had already committed. And uh, and so she committed. So, you know, I'm on cloud nine. Me and my wife are riding around Blacksburg. We're on our way to, uh, on our way to Home Goods. Okay. And uh, so as we're about to pull into Home Goods, I get a phone call from Ashley Owusu. Well, we didn't have a scheduled phone call. I knew she was going to make her decision in probably a week or so. And her mom, her and her mom get on the phone. They say, hey, Coach Brooks, this is Ashley. I say, hey, Ashley, we small talk for two minutes. And I'm thinking to myself, why is she calling me? And by this time, we're in home goods. And we're walking around. My wife's flashing things in my face, you know, a <laughs> lamp here, a rug here. And I'm just like, you know, get 
get it, whatever. And then Ashley says, well, I just want you to know, I'm, I'm sorry to tell you that you're going to have to be stuck with me for a year. And I mean, I'm on cloud nine. Billy, we, I told my wife, get it. Whatever it is, she's with my face. I said, get it. Go ahead. By the, by the end of that trip, we had stuff in there. I mean, my bill from home goods was like crazy. Okay. <laughs> so now that I walk around my house and I have mementos around. I, oh, we got that lamp on the same day that uh, Ashley <laughs> Taylor committed. So, but uh, it's just funny, but it's, we're very, very selective in, in the, in the portal because we, we already had, you know, our foundation, you know, Liz and Georgia and Kayla, they're our foundation. They've been with me for three and four years. They know exactly what I want. Now we're adding supplements. We're kind of like, kind of like the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams. They, they have Cooper Cup. They have Aaron Donaldson. Uh, those guys are their, are their foundation. And then they add a couple players like a Matthew Stafford and, you know, people who are willing to come in and sacrifice and be a part of something special. And that's what Ashley Wusu and Taylor Soul and Clara Ford are. And uh, they just want to be a part of something special. So speaking of that, you know, you look at the projected starters and I'm looking at it and you got junior, senior, senior, graduate, senior, senior. You have a very, very experienced team this year. What kind of benefit does that provide you, your team and the culture that you're trying to instill? You don't just have senior players. You have senior players that have been here since you have been trying to ingrain the new culture of Virginia Tech women's basketball. Oh, it's it's everything, man. It's um. Like you said, not only are they seniors, are they loaded? We we talked about it in the beginning of the season, how many minutes each of them have logged, you know, and they're very valuable minutes. And so the experience for us is is through the roof. And uh, for me as a coach, you know, no kidding, uh, I have probably yelled as little as I've ever yelled in my life at practice. You know, it, it, they're, they're conversations because they, when they do wrong, they know they've done wrong and they correct it. You know, when someone else does wrong, they're able to talk to each other and hold each other accountable because they're so mature. Uh, there, there's no animosity towards them. There's no dissension. You know, they, they just talk. They talk through it because they all want to be great. And you talk about a projected starting lineup. I have no idea. You know, I probably know George is going to start at the point and Liz is going to start at the center. But there, we have we have so much talent. And, uh, you know, we, we had a WNBA scout come through and they watched us practice. And he's and he said to me, he said, you have five or maybe even six kids who at least will be getting invited to a camp, you know, uh, when their time is done. And you have you have a lot of weapons. And I, so I think the challenge for us is not really, you know, who we put on the floor it's how they play together and how they share the basketball. And we've had some practices this uh, this fall where they've shared the basketball. They've done everything right. And they've been phenomenal. You know, but we've also had some couple practices where, you know, we look like, you know, we need a little bit of work, but they're a group that comes to work every day. They're fun to be around. Like I said, you know, when we're out there on the floor, it seems like I'm having conversations with them as opposed to having to yell to try to uh, get their attention in other ways. And to uh, to Georgia and Liz's point, one of the I mean, she's the leading ACC three point getter from last year, and she seems to not care about how much recognition she gets. She seems to not be talked about as much as Georgia and Liz. Can you just talk a little bit about Kayla King and what stride she's made this off season? She's uh Kayla is my security blanket. You know, we all have, you know, Linus had his security blanket, you know, on, on the peanuts and, you know, coaches, coaches love their security blanket. Liz gets, Liz gets all the recognition. Uh, well-deserved. Georgia is getting hers. Well-deserved. 
Ashley Wusu's coming in here, well-deserved. Uh, but when you listen to anybody in Han Hurst talk about Kayla King, she's as important to us as any, anybody. Uh, you know, the way that she has developed over her career, uh, unsung hero, wh- whatever cliche you want to use, that's her because she doesn't care about, you know, the glory. She just wants to, she just wants to star in her role. And her role is unsung hero. She guards the best player on the other team the whole night. Uh, she comes and she comes down on the other end and she's probably one of the best three point shooters in the country. And she just wants to win. And those are the type of players that you have to have in your program to be successful. And so when she's on the floor, I just feel like good things are going to happen. Uh, and, and I've said it before, Kayla and Liz and George are probably three of the smartest players I've ever coached in my life. You know, they come up to me and they never forget anything. Uh, I could put a play in two years ago and they come up to me and they say, well, lat- two years ago, you called this play such and such. And for me, it's been I- I've had to embrace the fact that they're smarter than me. And it's been fun because they teach me a lot. They teach me a lot about a lot of things. But, you know, she is she's an unsung hero. And I think she's going to have a really good year this year. She's more confident. She's more aggressive. Uh, and when she's knocking down three and four and she can sprinkle in a five or six three point uh, made per game, we're, we're going to be really tough to beat. And uh, I just love coaching her because, you know, she doesn't really ask for much. She just goes out. And like I said, she stars in her role. Last couple I have here for uh, before we move into rapid fire. And as you wrap up camp and you gear up for the year, what are some of the biggest things that you feel like you can hang your hat on? And what are a few of the things that you're looking to tighten up and really work on at the end of camp? Well, I, I think uh, we're, we're well noted for our offensive prowess. You know, Liz is uh, Liz has gotten better. If you can imagine that she's gotten better uh, over the summer. She's added a couple moves and uh, she is just really more comfortable with everything, makes her moves quicker. Uh, she's seen it all. And so she's better. Georgia, Georgia and I joined at the hip. You know, uh, we, we think alike. We think alike and what we can do. So everybody knows what we can do offensively. We add Ashley Wusu, Kayla, Kayana Trailer has much proved uh, on the offensive end, understanding our system. But I think what goes unnoticed was, number one, how good we were defensively last year. And then number two, I think we can be even better uh, defensively. And, uh, you know, we, we don't get the recognition because, you know, we don't we don't stall the ball where we're going to limit possessions. So therefore, our opponents only score 50 points a game. We get up and down the floor. We play. Uh, we don't we don't lead the league in, in turnovers because we don't play that way. You know, we guard the paint. We guard the paint. And when you have Georgia, who I think is one of the best defending point guards in the in the conference, Kayla King, which I mentioned, who I think is the most underrated defensive player in the conference, and then Liz, who was all defensive team last year, and Taylor Saul was all defensive team last year, I think their defense is kind of going to go unnoticed a little bit, just under the radar, because their offense is so good. And so as we as we finish through, and I mentioned it before, as we get through camp, um, you know, just just learning each other's uh, movements each other's value. And once they get that down pat and they're sharing the basketball and understanding where the, each other's going to be, uh, we're, we're going to be a really, we're going to be a really hard guard and really hard guard for opponents, but we're also going to be a lot of fun and exciting basketball for, for castle to watch for Hokie nation to watch. And, you know, sometimes women's basketball gets a bad rap, but we're fun to watch, man. We're, we're fun to watch. We get up, we play it the right way. Uh, you're going to be entertained. You're going to be excited. So, you know, it's just, it's enticing for us to be able to go out there and, and draw these big crowds because of the way we play. Moving on to rapid fire. I know we talked about a lot of, of the older folks on this team 
Who are some players that are not being talked about that you're really, really encouraged by that may be a little bit younger? You know what? Um, I, I don't know about younger, but uh, we don't really have any younger players. We have three freshmen, but then everybody else is like, you know, seniors or super seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think we talk about Kayana Trailer enough. Um, I think that, you know, her value to our team is is very, very important. Uh, she's playing well on the defensive end. Um, DeAsia Gregg, who we affectionately call Demo. And uh, I mean, she's one, she's a basketball savant. She just understands the game, understands the system. Her third year in the system uh, is going to be very, very important to our success. And uh, but we do have some freshmen who, you know, I don't know how much time they'll get this year just because, you know, they come into a very uh, veteran laden team. Uh, but they're going to they're going to make their they're they're, they're going to make their impact on Hokie Nation before it's all said and done. I mean, they are they're fearless. Uh, they just don't know a lot right now. And uh, they're playing with a bunch of people who do know a lot. And um, and so that they're it's an education for them every day. So I'm excited about the whole group just because collectively they just want to win. That attitude just really resonates throughout. And uh, we should all be proud of them. I love talking coaching philosophy. We did that last year, but I'd like to ask you a little bit about, do you have any books, podcasts, other coaches or people that have inspired you or that you lean on uh, as you're, as you're, as you're learning and you're expanding your knowledge? You know, it's funny. Um, you know, I, I, I really lean on my experiences. I, I, I really do. I, I'm not, I have not been a book or a podcast person uh, at, until late, until late. Uh, you know, Liz and I, we have a good relationship and I try to uh, share a lot of things that are important that she can learn in life uh, that I've had to go through. And then uh, she's kind of she's been infectious on me because she's a reader. She loves books. And so she talks about books all the time. And so she's gotten me into podcasts. You know, listen, if I walk around campus, I'll just listen to a podcast. And, you know, a lot of the podcasts I'll listen to uh, right now, they're not really influential. They're just more so that I can keep up with today, what's going on. Um, I, I love Shannon Sharp. Anything Shannon Sharp, I, I love it. He just feels like he's real and it's more entertaining to me as opposed to somebody lecturing me. Um, I, I love listening to All the Smoke uh, with, with Matt Barnes and those guys. I haven't listened to J.J. Reddick's yet, uh, but probably my favorite podcast would have to be uh, The Sons of Saturday. That's a good answer. I do like that answer. And on that on that note, uh, they just J.J. just put one out with... Donovan Mitchell talking about the entire night uh, where COVID struck at the Utah Jazz game, which was pretty, pretty fascinating. I'll shoot that one over. That's a good listen. Um, I, I, I love listening to things that go behind the scenes. I, I, that's mm-hmm. bad. It fascinates me. Um, we spoke to Liz and Georgia about the new Taylor Swift album. I'm not assuming that Taylor Swift is somebody where everything stops in the, uh, maybe not in the Brooks household, but for you personally, uh, is there an artist when they drop an album, it is dedicated listening? Um, it, it's kind of by accident, you know, I, I'm kind of like a closet Drake fan or okay. a closet Justin Timberlake fan. And when I say closet, I don't, I don't seek it out, but I always find myself really liking their songs yep. and, you know, singing it and knowing the words to it. Um, I used to love Jay-Z, uh, love his old music. So when he, when he drops something, you know, I'm always going to listen to it. But my genre, man, it, it is all over the place. You know, it, it's it's hip hop. Um, it's it's R&B a little bit. Uh, it's country. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my, my three daughters are, you know, they, you know, part of their culture is country music. And when we go over to the lake, we have a lake house now. When we go to the lake, it's all country music, you know, because it's good vibes, whether it's Hootie and the Blowfish, you know, whether, whether it's the 
you know, it's just it's just good. I, I'll even listen to some Luke Bryan or okay, know, Dean Brown. It, it's just like it's just <laughs> good, good vibe. So when if you just put uh, random selections on my iPod uh, or you know my music, Apple Music. I don't know what's going to pop up. It can go mm-hmm. from hardcore rap to, you know, country music, you know, in an in a, in a instance. But uh, Drake, I, I really like most or not of all his stuff. Uh, and then Justin Timberlake. I'm, I'm a Justin Timberlake dude. Coach, last one for you. And again, so, so appreciative of your time. Really looking forward to this year. Uh, you hit on it earlier, but your message to Virginia Tech fans, whether it's in Castle Coliseum, tuning in on the television, traveling with this team. Um, you messaged me earlier this year and you said, look, I have a really good basketball team and we need to talk about it. Um, so this is your time just to brag on your team and uh, send a message to Hokie Nation before the season starts. You know, it, it's a, I, I look at them uh, and Billy, I, I played at a high level on the men's side. I coached at a high level on the men's side and I coached on the women's side at a high level. And I promise you, you know, what goes on here in Han, Mike, Mike Young has a tremendous team. They work extremely hard. And we have just equally as a good, talented team that works equally as hard. And, uh, and, and they deserve the attention. You know, it's, it's, I'm not begging for people to come out. You know, I'm just trying to make it aware, make people aware because we have a really good product and we have a product that you will be uh, very, very proud, proud of. And not only do they represent themselves on the court in a, in a tremendous manner, uh, you see them in Kroger's, you, they're very approachable and they do things the right way. You know, last year we had a 3.7 GPA collectively as a team. And, you know, so it means that they're, they're, they're true student athletes who do things the right way. And I just think they deserve, you know, the attention. And if we can do that, you know, we go to NC State and every time we play at NC State, it's sellout. You know, 5,000 people sell out. We don't expect to get 9,000 people in, in Castle, but if we get five, oh, that place is rocking. And if we can get that place rocking as much, um, it, it'll make us a great basketball team. So, you know, I, I'm not begging. I'm just really trying to make it aware because and you're also having the the opportunity. We've never had an ACC player of the year. We've never had a an All-American here. You know, and obviously she's one of the best. She's she's going to be a top five draft pick. I was listening to your podcast last night with her and I wanted you to kind of hit on it a little bit harder. Tell her to come back for one more year because she has a COVID year. And uh, and so she loves being a Hokie. And, you know, all these kids love being Hokies and they play for Hokie Nation and, and, you know, just to be reciprocated. They're not but they're not these kids who are bad kids who get in trouble, who happen to play for Virginia Tech. They are Hokies and they do things the right way and they deserve our attention. And uh, if we if we if we give them our attention, it's going to make our year even better and it could be a phenomenal year. And to that point, it wasn't brought up to uh, to Liz that she had the extra year. She brought it up that she had the yeah, extra year. Did. So I know it's in the back of her head, and I'm sure Virginia Tech would love to see her here for one more year. But we are excited for this year. Coach, wishing you the best of luck. Thank you again so much for coming on uh, and uh, looking forward to seeing the product on the court. Hey, man, I appreciate it. I, I, I hear you and I have something in common. I hear you an F-150 guy. I am an F-150 yeah. guy. Yeah, I've been driving. My dad... Uh, Bought the one that we have now. It's a uh, 2004. It's got 243,000 miles on it. Made it cross country and back. My brother drives a 92 and my uh, dad upgraded to an 18. So yeah, F-150 is all across the Mitchell family. Well, I, I'm in the family as well. I have a, a F-150 Raptor. So Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that'll be, that's not in the budget yet, but hey, that coming here soon, we'll, we'll, we'll be, we'll be upgrading to that. So uh, best, vehicle, best vehicle I've ever had. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, for it's the way if the way I like to think about it is if if somebody needs some help with something, 
I can't help you with a Honda. I can't help you with a Prius. Yeah. I can't help you with a Flex. I can come over, move a couch, whatever. So it's my, the uh, it's the be a good friend vehicle. So yeah, my my funny moment. I was sitting at a stoplight in my F one fifty, listening to some country music, and who pulls up <laughs> beside me? Uh, Whit Babcock. Uh huh. He just laughed at me. He just smiled at me, and then his light turned green, and he pulled off. So <laughs> <laughs> it, it was cool. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, Coach, best of luck versus Mount St. Mary's, and we're looking forward to it. All right. Thanks a lot, Bill. Time to wander, tripping in the sand. We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand. But I saw you dance like you want to in my head. And all she said is, Oh, I know it's what you're thinking. Take a hit, 